Welcome to The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. Brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Ready for the power play? You're listening to The Hockey Show on ESPN Chicago. Welcome to the Hockey Show Podcast, sponsored by the Chicago Wolves and Barstool Chief. I am Pat Boyle. How are you doing today, Chief? This is our first ever straight-to-podcast show. Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, bumped by the White Sox, but, you know, they're off to a good start. Dylan C's getting a win, so I guess they earned the right to uh, to bump us to podcast form. Yeah, uh, you know, White Sox win, Cubs win. You were at the Cubs game yesterday. How was that? Oh, it was great to be back. You know, the sun was shining just a little bit, so it wasn't too cold. And I don't know, there's just something about Wrigley Field. It, you know, I, I live close enough to walk to the stadium, so it was, it was crowded. The building was buzzing. It was it was it was fun. It was fun to enjoy a sporting event again. I feel like it's been a while for me for that. So uh, yeah, it was and it was a great start. And I bet the Cubs. So everybody's uh, becoming a winner. And and it was a winner for the Blackhawks, one of their best nights of the entire season. Yes, they lost to St. Louis five to three, but Columbus picks up a point against the Juggernaut Bruins, and the Sharks beat Vegas. So, Chief, you know what that means? The number one slot, baby. The number one slot. Number I think one. finally we're back, back <laughs> yeah. and better than ever. I, I think you know they're technically they're tied with fifty four points, but I think on a win percentage. Uh, the Hawks have the slight edge, so they got that uh, 25% chance of getting that uh, Connor Bedard pick. So, yeah, great, great night all the way around. And, and uh, yeah, so we're, we're staring down the be- the barrel. It's, you know, May 8th is uh, is the lottery, and then we'll kind of know the their fate, I feel like, for the immediate future it, or the long-term future. Because if you don't get one of the top two, like we said, it's, it's going to really sting because it feels like all this pain – uh, would have been would have been for not. So I got fingers crossed. I'm knocking on wood. I'm, I'm saying some prayers and uh, hoping the uh, the hockey gods reward us. Yeah, and so it, the way it works out basically is uh, 25% chance to get the first pick overall if you finish up dead last where they are right now. Uh, around 28% or so to get the second pick. And a fifty-five percent chance or so to get the third, so, and that's where this this draft really begins because we you know we know it's going to be Bedard. Yeah. We're pretty damn sure it's Fantilli at two, and then you just you don't want to drop to three. But let's let's hope that they uh, you know the the kind of what what happened to the the Bears down the stretch and uh, that they get some help here and they go on this road trip and and uh, they don't get a lot of points. I mean, it is a sad state of things where it's the Bears had the worst record, the Hawks had the worst record. You're you're kind of hoping the Bulls don't get that tenth seed, and they win the lottery to get the number one pick. Like it's just it's just all it's been all bad here in the city for uh, for a number of years. But yeah, we're the the end is near. At least it's been uh, it's been a long slog here with a lot of drama, and, and uh, I feel like I'm just tired. Like I'm tired of. Uh, of this season i'm ready to turn the page i you know i'm an optimist by nature i'm ready to i want to have something to cheer for and i you know so i've been 
I like that they called Vlasic up. I like what, you know, that I get to watch Reichel and at least give me some little glimmer of hope uh, for the future. Is there somebody, somebody that I think will be on the team that I can like watch and get excited about? Cause that's, it's really just kind of those two guys at the moment. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a second. I want to uh, talk to you, and I'm with you. I'm I'm kind of spent on this season. It has been uh, it has been uh, a lot of you know drama on and off the ice with the uncertainty of Kane and Taves. And you know, this week we uh, we got to hear from Johnny for the first time since he uh, he pulled back from the team. He talked about how he's feeling physically and mentally. You know, his hopes to play a game or two uh, the rest of this season, whether he's considering retirement. And I'll, I'll be honest with the chief, just being in that locker room on Tuesday morning and looking at him and having been around him his entire NHL career, um, it was hard to, to hear and watch him talk about what he was dealing with. Yeah, And, um, you know, he said he hasn't been himself since the bubble in Edmonton in 2020, thought he was feeling closer being himself over the last year, but then things really changed in January. So I know you saw the, uh, you know, the interview that he had 12, 13 minutes or so. Uh, what were some of your takeaways as you kind of heard him discuss, I don't know, like the isolation and kind of just what he's been going through over the last couple of months? Well, it, it sounds miserable and terrible, and you never want to hear that about, you know, I mean, I don't know Jonathan Taves, but like a, a guy that you, you know, from afar care about as just a human being. And, and there was one line um, where it just said, he said, uh, and the mood is never great either. And yeah. then he just kind of changed the subject. So it's like, man, like he is dealing with this fatigue and all these different things and and then on top of that, you just have like kind of the emotional, if it's drainage or if it's like a symptom of it where you're just like, you're just not happy and you're, and you're not in a good mood. And then you're kind of having to deal with it by yourself. It just, it was, it was sad to read. And, uh, and you never want to see that for, for anyone, uh, especially a guy like him who's, who's kind of at the end of the road here and he's had such a great career. And, you know, everybody, you know, everybody has to retire eventually, but you never want to see somebody going through something, you know, that it sounds like this is just going to linger, uh, whether he's playing or not, which is, it's, it's terrible. So, uh, so yeah, you hope he just, he's able to find some sort of like peace and, and happiness and comfort, uh, cause it sounds like he's just generally uncomfortable. And I think anybody who's dealt with, you know, um, like, you know, my family, I've had two people in my family have that Lyme disease and they had it very bad and they couldn't get it diagnosed for, um, you know, my mother specifically didn't know what it was. I think it was for like eight, 18 months. And, um, and, you know, it's like, she's, I call her Mary Sunshine. You know, like, so he's yeah. talk about her, but she, she really had a hard time with those symptoms until she was able to dial things in. So, and uh, so seeing her, it kind of makes it like, I don't know what Jonathan Taves has, but it sounds like some of the, at least the, it, the, it manifests itself in a lot of the same ways. And it's just like, man, like, I can't believe he's going through that. It's, it's terrible. And I think you, you, uh, you bring up the part of like your mom didn't know what the diagnosis was for, for a long period of time. Yeah. And I think that that is also affecting Taves big time in this situation. You know, like he pointed out in our conversation that like, you know, if you have a knee injury or shoulder injury, 
you go have an MRI and, and the diagnosis is right there for you. And then right. there's the path to recovery, you know, surgery, whatever, rehab, physical therapy, blah, blah, blah. And you, you know, you're, you're back to normal. This is just a bunch of uncertainty. You know, we don't know much about long COVID because COVID is relatively new. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chronic immune response syndrome, there sounds like there's varying symptoms with that. Um, and you talked about uh, kind of that comment he made about the mood is never great. He said, he goes, you know, regarding the immune response, uh, your body feels completely inflamed. The whole body feels miserable across the board. You know, he said he didn't want to get into the gory details, but then he mentioned the, the, the quote that you said, and your mood is never great either, which to me kind of talks about probably the, um, the, well, the mental health or the, the depression side of, of going through a, uh, a sickness and illness uh, where your body isn't right and you have far more questions than you have answers right now. So I did yeah, think it was and, Go you know, and to, to kind of relate it to like the, the normal person. Okay. Who haven't necessarily had this. Anybody who's had a bad cold and they're just walking around and their nose is all stuffed up and, and it's, you know what it is and it's not necessarily that serious. It puts you in a bad mood. You can't breathe right. You're not sleeping right. So now you multiply that to your entire body and it's probably 10 X worse. And you're, and like you said, you are alone and you're dealing, and then you just, you don't know when it's going away and you don't know exactly how to treat it or what it is. It just, I can imagine how it just wears on you because there's like, there's no end in sight and no hope for this. So, you know, it's, it was, I was, when I, I was, I saw him, you know, get on the ice. I saw that first on the air. I'm like, Oh, like that's, that's great. And then, you see him talk about his symptoms and you're like, well, I just thank God that he's feeling well enough to be able to want to be around the guys again and things like that. Because it sounds like he needs a little bit of that too. And so I, I, I or maybe he's making enough progress where he can be like, you know, I can do one or two more games and, and call it a season. And, and I, I hope that that's what happens, but it's, you know, I, I think everybody on some level when they're, when you're sick, you're cranky, and and if it's yeah. this prolonged thing that you've been dealing with for years, and it's and it's miserable, it, it's that's just no way to live. So I hope he's able to figure something out, some kind of treatment method or, or lifestyle change where he's able to to get things dialed in so he can have a you know a rich and fulfilling life because he's got you know, his hockey career might be done, but he's got sixty years plus on the planet sure. still. So you want him to to be able to enjoy that. So it's really it, I don't know like those quotes like man like tugged at my heart a little bit. This is one that stuck out to me, Chief. This is uh, where he's talking about uh, where things were getting sideways at the end of January before they had the All Star break. He said, leading up to the break, it just got to the point where I couldn't move on the ice and didn't even want to put on my skates or roll out of bed to come to the rink. It was pretty rough there for a bit. I mean, you know, for a guy that has had a charmed hockey career, has won at every level, you think he has, you know, the world by by the you-know-what, and, you know, to hear, like, doesn't want to get out of bed, you know, that you, you strip away all the, the hockey stuff and you get down just to the personal level, like, man, this... This guy's hurting. He, you know, he's in a yeah. he's in a dark spot. 
yeah, it, it, it's it's terrible. It's terrible. And, and you, you, I don't know. I like I genuinely hate to see to see quotes like that. And, and you do wish it was, you know, an ACL or something instead, because it's like at least you know at the end of the day you're going to be okay, and it's not going to, you know, it's going to be a pain to do all the rehab and and whatever. But this is this is beyond that. So. It does certainly sound like one way or another, like this is probably going to be the end. And, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a sad way for it to go down. And you're right. It's like imagine doing the one thing that you've loved since you were three years old is no longer enjoyable. Like that's got to be pretty serious. And not even be able to do it at anywhere near the level that you're accustomed to. Because like, I think that's yeah. the other part. He's like, I've got... I'm so smart. I know so much about this. I mean, he was leading the league in faceoff uh, percentage when he pulled back in, at the end of January. And that was a guy who was nowhere near 100%, who was taking practices off because he was trying to uh, not be fatigued for games. Um, I thought it was uh, interesting. I stuck around after the, uh, the scrum and just – just wanted to ask him two two questions and just actually wanted just to connect with him for a second. And um, I said something to the – because he brought up Brandon Sutter, the son of former Blackhawk Brent Sutter. Mm-hmm. He is uh, – he put his NHL career on hold. I think he was last with the Canucks a year or so ago. He has long COVID, and the two of them have been talking – and I, I think I just said to Johnny, I said, you know, uh, was it good to just connect with somebody who is having similar symptoms you were just so you could? He goes, yeah. He goes, just to know that I wasn't going crazy here, you know, going to all these different places, giving them my symptoms, but but having no answer. So yeah. I think uh, that connection with Brandon Sutter uh, even though it may not be an apples to apples comparison of, as far as exactly what they're dealing with, I think it, it, um, I don't say the misery loves company, but it, it, it's, it's so you know you're not on an island by yourself, the only one dealing with this. Well, yeah, like, the only thing, yeah, misery loves company because otherwise you're lonely and that's worse. So, yeah, uh, so yeah, like I, I, I hadn't heard that about Brandon Sutter. So I, I yeah, at least he has, some sort of resource and and somebody to talk to but also it's like an it, hopefully i it can be like an exchange of information where oh hey like we tried this and you know this kind of helped me feel better for four days you know i'm making things up but it's almost like you, you kind of double your theoretically your your amount of uh resources and trial and error and you know maybe it's dietary things like you know you just don't know and maybe there's some kind of they can share some kind of thing that makes them both feel better and and, uh, and you know, there's a road to recovery uh, through sharing details. All right. D- did you find it interesting? Because I, I did. I, the one thing that, I, that he said that I was like, I, I can't believe he just said that. It, when he said he was surprised that Kane was moved at the deadline, I was like, but then it, it, it kind of clicked with me and it kind of goes along with what you were, have been saying about Kane all along. Um, these guys are in their own world and they, they've been, you know, kind of uh, set in their Chicago Blackhawk ways for 16 years. They don't really know anything else but what they know here in Chicago. And yeah. while while we're moving salaries and 
figuring out what lines these guys are, are, are on and, and taking the human and the emotional part out of it and kind of looking at it from a, a hockey standpoint. Do you think I've done Do you think I've done a good job of taking the human? Uh, an emotional side out of it so far? No, no, you, no. <laughs> but that's what we love about you. Yeah, you, 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 you know, you. It's ninety percent human and emotion, and yeah. it's you know the ten percent the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But it made me realize, like, oh, maybe Chief is right. You know, like yeah. uh, the, these guys, they don't like change. You know, uh, and as much as we're already putting these guys in different jerseys, you know. They they want things to end in in a way that they've been accustomed to and and then I also thought it was interesting how you know he kept saying a couple of times that he wants to you know soak it in enjoy the game and show yeah. my appreciation to the fans so like it looks like you know they'll go on this road and it's not, I don't think he's he's practicing for the first time with the team today we're recording this podcast on Friday. And then they play New Jersey on Saturday night. I don't think he'll be ready for that game. And then they go on the road trip. Sounds like he's going on that road trip. Um, but I would expect him to play one of those final two games at the United Center, if not both of them, uh, for kind of his uh, – I would say this. Now that we're in the, the final spot, it, like, let's not have him, like, have some – well, like, I, I, you know what I have to do? I have to separate Bedard wishes and Johnny's send off because if I start being worried about what 19 does and how that affects the ping pong balls, then I'm yeah. going to put myself in a straitjacket. <laughs> yeah. I think you got to just enjoy the last game for the last game. And I said, I yes. wouldn't be going any more games this year. I will uh, lift my lift my band to to be there to see Johnny's last one if that does indeed uh, come to fruition. So, uh, and yeah, like I, there is also the element of the the team that Kane was on at the end is wildly different than the team that uh, Jonathan Taves is coming back to. So, even if Taves gets in a time machine for for a night and is you know he's twenty thirteen fourteen Taves all over again. Uh, I don't think that Superman could, you know, necessarily make a difference in this game. So I'm not too worried. I don't think that they'll get a win, but I do want to see him have like a. It'd be nice if he had kind of like that Caner moment where he had it, you know, the the game against Toronto, which I know they they won, and and then the the Vegas shootout goal or the uh, slap shot goal buzzer beater that did count. And I, I I hope he has at least one more like classic kind of Taves, and he has a good takeaway. And, you know, maybe gets down on the goal line and a power play, finds a way to tuck one in. Like, that would be – that would warm my heart a little bit. And I, I hope uh, he gets a moment like that as well. Amen to that. Uh, and it's funny, as as you look at the centerman right now for the Blackhawks, <laughs> Dickinson, Athanasiu, Kara, and Reese Johnson. So that's your, that's your down the middle for your Chicago Blackhawks right now. That is <laughs> – Tough. How about you know? There was a lot of talk that Reichel might be a center. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he was ever going to be a center, yeah, right. If he it, can't it, break it, into it, that center group, yeah. it's probably not going to happen. Though. Yeah. So but I man, he's, he's been he's been fun to watch. You, he has. You know, he has. We've been we've been waiting to see those little aha moments that you uh, that you hope to see from first round picks, 
And we had it. And, and, and may, part of it, too, was kind of the way he was coming up. Like, he came up early in the season because Johnny was sick mm-hmm. and, you know, played like one game against the Islanders, I think, and the back down. Like, th- that's probably not a great representation of, of a player when they're in, you know, the flying into the city that they're playing in. Yeah. Getting, trying to, you know, get their jersey on, figure out where, you know, who their line mates are and go out there. Uh, so we've seen him now, I think, playing like 14, 15 straight games. And over the last two weeks, Chief, uh, it, like just when I think he's plateaued at a certain speed, he finds another gear and he's trying to split defenders. And uh, it's not a you know, finished product by any means. He ne- needs to work on uh, recognition of when to just dump pucks in and live to fight another day. But uh, there's a lot to like from what you've seen from Lucas Reichel here over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, certainly not a finished product, but you, the, the toolkit is there. And the, the one thing that I love is when he gets the puck in, in a breakout or a regroup, it's almost like you can chalk it up as a clean entry because he, he gets that puck, he attacks the neutral zone with speed, and he goes at people. He's not, he, it's not just using speed to get to the outside either. He'll cut to the middle uh, and, and create you know a difficult circumstance for the guys trying to defend him. So that is something that is to me, it has always been insanely valuable if you can get a guy who can pick up the puck in his own end um, and, and then start the rush and start and it creates a clean possession, and, and he has done a very good job of that. I would say that's the thing that has stuck out the most to me is, is his ability to uh, attack the neutral zone with the puck on his, spick, uh, on his stick with speed. So that, that's an asset. So even, let's say, like he doesn't turn into, um, you know, a top – you know, a first line type guy or something like that. He he already does enough to be a contributor in my eyes to a, a, an NHL team that's competing for a playoff spot. So, uh, like he, he, it's it's very encouraging, and, and you know he hasn't uh, reached a ceiling yet. So I think he's gonna. It's like hey, like if you're filling out, uh, you know, a twenty twenty five roster, well, you can you can etch his name in there, and then you just got to find sure. nineteen. Just got to find 19 other guys. <laughs> You're right there. <laughs> Just 19 others. Yeah. No, it's and you, you talk about the speed and 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 how he's entering the zone. Um, also, look, I, I've been looking at how he handles himself along the boards. He doesn't shy away from contact. Now, look, he's still uh, on the smaller side of it as a frame. He's 20 years of age. He's going to get bigger um, as he continues to to work out. Uh, in the off seasons and, you know, continues the nutritional pr- plan that they have him on and he'll be able to handle himself in tight quarters, uh, a little better as he gets older. But I like the, uh, the mindset that he's not afraid to get into those areas because we've seen other players and I, and I will say, you know, other European players who have come to the NHL and you're like, they're all they're all stylistic and they're not they don't want to have that part of their game in their arsenal. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Reichel is is not cut from that cloth. And I think eventually as he you know grows into that body, gets bigger, uh, we're going to see him be able to handle himself ultimately when the stage is the Stanley Cup playoffs and and physicality and and playing with an edge is uh, uber important. 
Yeah, and I like that. And the work rate is there. It's like you said, it's kind of there along the boards, even if he's not a, uh, you know, no one's going to confuse him with Pat Maroon out there. Okay. But he's, he's, uh, he's not exactly a pushover either. But I love the back checking too. And yeah. there was a couple, couple moments in the St. Louis game where, you know, like this team is, you know, it's going to get helter skelter sometimes, but it does feel like he, you know, he, he busts his butt to get back and, and be in a good position and picks, Guys picks up the right guy, I would say, uh, and a lot of times, or gets himself in the right passing lane to, to break things up or at least make things more difficult. So there, there's a lot there. You can see that he's got the skill and the speed, uh, the the desire, but I, I think the hockey sense is there too. So and that's only going to improve as he gets more games at the NHL level. So there, there's been enough. There's been a gleam. There's been a gleam. There's been enough to uh, to get excited about with uh, with Reichel that. You know, it's like okay. I know I was, you know, tongue in cheek about nineteen other guys, but having having one for sure is better than having zero. So yeah, and, and I look, do look think- he's out there right now with with Athanasiu, who's playing center for the first time in a few years, and yep. Bjork. So it's not like yep. you know he's. Uh, and, and finally, they put him on the power play in the top unit. So that mm-hmm. that seems like that has helped his confidence, and he's he helped him it. zip. Yeah, he absolutely did. Yeah. I mean, like you said too, like if you can't get on the top unit power play yeah. with this with this group, uh, there, there's probably something wrong. How about uh, what you've seen on the back end from from uh, Alex Blastic or Wyatt Kaiser? Yeah, well, I, I think I like them both. I, I think Vlasic has he's just so big. He's so big, like that reach. It's like you know, if you have to get out your protractor to measure the circumference, but it feels like he takes up half the ice like he can if you're you know you just it's going to be very difficult to get around him uh in transition uh he's look he i think there's an element maybe there's a couple times uh, in the in the game where maybe he got caught up a little too far up ice and it's just like hey man like you got to know who you are and who you're not and he's got to you know he he can be that shutdown guy like that second um penalty kill unit type of guy but he made it. He made a nice stretch pass in the game against St. Louis. A little bank thing up the boards to Reichel. That kind of warmed my heart for the future a little bit. Where it's like, there's a little bit there. Do you think that he? I mean, you know, he's a young guy still, but he's six six. I, I haven't seen any real bite to his game yet. Do you think he has that, or have you heard anything about that? Yeah, I haven't, uh, you know, seen a lot of example of it at the NHL level, but I, I've heard that, uh, you know, he doesn't shy away from it uh, at the AHL level. Um, I, I felt like I just didn't overly notice either of them when they've been in there, and for a good reason, right? Like they're not yeah. making mistakes. Um, they're making the right pass. They're in the right position trying to pick up. Uh, the, the biggest threat in the house. Um, so I, I, you know, and like we, we talked about, and I, I you know, I don't want to keep bringing his, but Ian Mitchell, like I, I kept seeing him, unfortunately for the wrong reasons from a physical standpoint, unable to yeah. hold position in front. And I don't, I don't see that with Lassick or with Kaiser. Yeah, I, I like Kaiser. I do think that he does just naturally play a little meaner game, uh, if I was going to say f- between the two. And, and, and I like that in a defenseman. Um, so we'll see if, if Vlasic has a little bit of that. The Vlasic, yeah, the Vlasic thing, it, it's maybe a little bit over eager. Um, 
And then, you know, when he they, they had the three on one last night that I thought he played okay uh, in yeah. transition on that one, not, you know, not, I don't know. It's almost like you want to force them to have to make a pass when, when you want them to make it rather than, um, you know, just kind of surrendering it. So I, I, but who knows how he's being coached. That's just like, that could just be my personal preference on how you want your D to play. Maybe he's getting taught something else that, and those guys are smarter than me, but you know, I think it, it, as he learns to gap up a little bit bigger and, and really use that size and that reach to his advantage, like you would think that his that his floor is like at least a bottom pair, kind of second penalty kill unit type of guy who just, you know, there's nothing. No, Jalmerson is better than this, but there's nothing wrong with being a guy, you know, a guy where the glass is your best friend out there. I don't mind having a guy like that if he's six six and is like a good. You can trust him out there. I think that's fine. Not everybody has to be. Uh, you know the, the the puck moving type guy. Uh, they got they got plenty right. of those guys coming through. They got Seth Jones on the team. They really need to find a guy who can be the the stay at home rock solid guy to play with Seth Jones and to eventually play with Kevin Korchinski. And I, I hope that uh, Vlasic can be one a guy like that. Like that's I think that's like that's his best role is a guy that you just say hey. You you allow the shackles to come off of these better offensive players like Seth Jones and and Korchinski because that just makes everybody better and they're they're free to roam and do their thing because they they feel safe with you next to them as a partner and, and if Lassa can really hone in on that uh, and embrace that role like Trevor Van Riemsdyk like if he could be a bigger Trevor Van Riemsdyk um, and carve out a thousand games where it's like he's going to yeah. make a smart simple good play, moves his feet well, uses his stick well. If he can be a guy like that, that would be fantastic. And that's kind of what you have to do, right? If you're Kyle Davidson in hockey ops, you have to be kind of whiteboarding the couple of players. Like, you know, Seth is is in stone, right? Con- yep. Contractually, he's, he's, he's going to be in your top pairing. So like you said, you're trying to find that, that player that compliments him best. Uh, when you look at Korchinski and all that he's doing in Seattle and you're thinking, okay, he's for sure going to be a top four guy. Who am I going to pair with him? I'm sure that dialogue is going on because you don't want redundancy at, uh, at certain positions, right? Yeah, like it's, if they it's look not, at, it's the not few- a fantasy team. It's not a fantasy right. team, you know? So you got to yeah. have guys, like you said, that they complement each other. So maybe it is Vlasic with Korchinski and, uh, you know, or, you know, somebody or, or Korchinski's, Korchinski's a left shot. So maybe it's, maybe it's Korchinski and Murphy and it's Vlasic and Jones. Like, you know, like though you need kind of some balance out there because you can't just do, you know, fast break globetrotters the entire time. So you, you want to have guys that are hard to play against in their own end and break up plays get you the puck back so so you can go the other way we got the frozen four coming up next weekend we'll be back on the radio uh at our normal time slots uh that'll be april 8th at one o'clock are you going to be uh locked into the frozen four in tampa and kind of watching uh fantilly do his thing and uh Camesso and ryan green yeah, absolutely. So it's April six is the uh, the semifinals, and it's just going to be good hockey. Um, is you know BU against Minnesota? They got a lot of blue blue bloods in the college hockey, unlike the basketball. Uh, so BU, Minnesota, Michigan, and then uh, Quinnipiac, who has won a national championship. I'm not 
super interested in watching Quinnipiac. But yeah, you get to see Frankie Nazar. You get to see. I really like this kid. I think he's an option at the end of the first down, first round. I, I feel like I've watched more Michigan than any other team just because of you know they're on the Big Ten Network and all that. But that Gavin Brindley, he's a little five eight five nine fireball. He's in on every play. I I would be sprinting to the podium to to draft him uh, with the Tampa Bay pick if he's if he's there at the end. What's that? Yeah, with the Tampa pick. With the, with the Tampa there. pick. Yeah, he he to me is a very nice little player. Maybe maybe you go again, same thing. You're trying to come up with balance. So if you do, if you get Bedard, maybe you don't get him. You want a guy with a little extra muscle. But if you get Fantilli, uh, just go get his teammate. And they've played on a line together often this year too. Um, Gavin Brindley, I think he'll, he's a very nice player. So if you're looking, if you're a fan at home trying to key on guys or starting to look a little bit further down the draft board, he's certainly one of them. I I have really liked Ryan Green too. I watched uh, uh, their second round game. We were we were out in Arizona. I had that game on. It's just like he's a, he just seems to be everywhere in the neutral zone, breaking up plays. Like he's a very sound defensive player with a good stick. I didn't notice him. Um, offensively a ton but it just seemed like he's always tracking back and transition the right way breaking up plays and it's like well that guy's by him nope great little sweep check knocks him off the puck and they're and they're in transition so i've really liked him and Camesso has been great in the tournament as well so uh if you're looking for for optimism uh tuning into the frozen four would, would give you a chance to do that because you got at least three blackhawks uh, plan and then who knows maybe maybe two more with uh, Fantilli and, and Gavin Brindley. Yeah, and if you look at uh, even just last year's draft picks and how they've been doing in juniors or college this year, there's a lot of promising. Like, I I feel the most confident I've felt in a long time in in Blackhawks hockey ops and having those extra that draft equity that they have. Like those four seconds this year. You talk a guy about a guy like Brindley, uh, say your, your pick is, you know, 25, 26, 27, uh, because of where Tampa finishes. Uh, you could take one of those four second round picks, package it with that 27th pick and move up to 20 to get your, your guy Brindley if he's on the board and, and you, you see fit that he's the player you desire. So. They've got totally. some flexibility because of all the picks that they've garnered here in the last two years. You, you got to think that they're going to do that because there there does get to a point where it's almost like you got too many picks, you know. So right. uh, and there, which is, sounds silly to say, but I do think there's an element of truth to that. And they have you know a top five prospect pool now. They added you know three first round picks last year. They had a few second round picks last year. And then, you know, like a guy, Gavin Hayes, is surprising people they took in the third round. Yeah. So eventually it's like, okay, like we'll leave some guys in college, but some guys are going to have to come to Rockford because junior's over. And we want to make sure that there there are spots in Rockford for these guys. So if you're, if you're drafting f- six picks, you know, in the first two rounds, like, I don't know, it can get a little, theoretically, it could get a little hairy, maybe not this year, but the year after when you're trying to find development places for all these so I, I i'm working under the assumption that they will do some moving and shaking to to move up um either move up in the second round uh or move up into you know like you said higher in the first round to, to get a guy that they really that they really love 
Um, so it'll be, I can't like, if you got eight picks this year in the first three rounds, I can't, I don't think they'll be making eight picks. Like I would, I would no, bet I, just I'm, about I'm anything. You. Yeah. I, yeah. But I love that the fact that they can, they have the picks to, to move up. Uh, yeah. and that's something, you know, they did it last year and, you know, yep. to help get their, their third pick in that first round. I mean, think about that. They had no picks in the first round. They ended up with three last year. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. So uh, we'll talk more about what next year may look like, uh, the playoff matchups we hope to see or would like to see in the Stanley Cup playoffs and kind of how this Blackhawks team uh, will continue to uh, handle the rebuild. And uh, we also have the, the subplot of Johnny Taves and his send-off. Will, will he get out there on this road trip that's coming up this week, or will he be – uh, at the United Center for one of those final home games. A lot to get to. We'll see you back on the radio next week. Thanks for listening to the Hockey Show podcast presented by the Chicago Wolves. For Barstool Chief, I'm Pat Boyle. We'll catch you next time. The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago.